Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jenny Catron, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. And I'm excited to keep diving into the subject of team culture. Have you ever been frustrated that you have great people, talented people, and yet you just can't seem to get momentum? Or maybe your team feels a bit disengaged and apathetic, or maybe they're working hard, but not really working very smart or working very well together. All of these issues could really be symptoms of an unhealthy culture. So today, I'm going to walk you through a couple of key steps in designing the culture that you want. So let me start with the bad news, however. Your culture is not as good as you think it is. Now, that probably made you squirm a little bit, but I wouldn't be a good leader or a good coach if I wasn't willing to share the tough truths with you. So your culture is not as good as you think it is. Max Dupree says that the first task of the leader is to define reality. And if you want to have a great team culture, you need to do the tough work of defining reality. The problem is that the culture usually feels the clearest at the top. It usually feels the best at the top of the organization. And as a senior leader, you're in a position to create the culture that you want or at a minimum, insulate yourself from the rest of the culture. So what we experience as senior leaders is often not what is experienced throughout the organization. One of the most challenging parts of creating great organizational culture is having organizational self-awareness. Most of us believe our culture is better than it actually is, and so we've got to get honest. So I want to give you a few ways that you can assess your culture getting honest about what's true and what's aspirational. And then I'm going to give you a few practical steps to help you begin to define the culture that you want. Okay, so let's talk about organizational self-awareness. Yes, I may have made this up, but I believe it's essential for leading well. Much like self-awareness is the key to success for leaders, organizational self-awareness is key for organizations to succeed. So what do I mean when I say organizational self-awareness? I mean knowing who you are, knowing your purpose, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, knowing what you do best and how you best do it. It's having great perspective and understanding of who you are as an organization. It's making the careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given that Galatians 6.4 talks about. So what's your purpose as an organization. And purpose is made up of your vision and mission. Vision being a description of where you want to go and the impact you want to make. And mission being a definition of who you are and why you do the work that you do. And I talked about uh, both of those things or the sense of purpose and how vision and mission are a part of that in episode 25. So Um, I'm not going to camp out on it on this episode, but if you haven't spent time defining your purpose as an organization, I want you to go back and listen to that episode to give you a little more context and perspective of what I mean. 
We need to have that sense of purpose. What is your vision and your mission? And another key part of gaining organizational self-awareness is having a clarity of conviction. What are we passionate about? What are we constantly talking about, maybe praying about, involved in, or concerned with? What do we have the potential to do better than anyone else? These things, answers to those questions, give you a clarity of conviction, and that's core to your purpose. So mission, vision, and really conviction are the key things that comprise purpose as an organization. And essentially, I'm really challenging you to answer the question, who are you as an organization? What defines you? What sets you apart? And I don't want you to pull out the statements that you wrote way back when you started your organization. I want you to evaluate what is true of who you are today. And for some of you, this may be very clear. Maybe your organization is pretty young and your clarity of purpose and conviction are red hot. Kudos. I'm so thrilled for you. But for many of you, it's time to take some inventory. Time and complexity have muddied your clarity of purpose and conviction. So go back and review what you said when you started the organization. So yes, do that, but then take some time to respond to some more questions. What is our vision? What is our mission? What are we passionate about? What do we do better than anyone else? And what defines us? And you might gather your staff or a small team to process these questions together. And in fact, I would encourage it because it would be interesting to hear different perspectives because I promise you, it's really unlikely that everybody's going to answer those questions the same, even as much as you feel like everybody knows who you are. And you're going to have to create a climate of honesty and not just one where everyone gives the right answer. You want them to give you the honest answer. Better yet, I would encourage you to interview a brand new employee and ask them to answer those questions for you. Not based upon what they read on the website or in the handbook, but based upon what they've experienced so far on your team. And with that homework done, you need to go and analyze what you've heard. Is your organization really who you say you are? Is your purpose clear? Does everyone understand it at every level? And here's why I'm zeroing in on this. When organizations reach out to us to help them with team culture, we usually find that they're lacking some clarity of purpose. And it's easy to do. We live in a world where things are changing rapidly, and oftentimes in that quest to succeed, we chase whatever seems to be working for someone else. But when we do this, our purpose, that core motivation, our core why, gets diminished and pretty soon no one on the team is clear about why we're doing what we're doing. Maybe it's just that you've added more offerings and you do so many things that it's not clear what the main thing is. I'm not sure what it is for you, but what I do know is that clarity of purpose is essential before you can build a healthy culture. Healthy culture has to be an overflow of who you are. But if you don't know who you are, you can't build a healthy culture because you don't know what you're building on. You've heard that old adage that culture eats strategy for breakfast, and I believe that's true. And I also believe that purpose eats culture for lunch, right? So we can't have great strategy without culture, but we can't have great culture without a sense of purpose. 
So let's assume your purpose is clear. You've done the homework. You know who you are. This is where the fun begins. Because now we need to build a culture that is aligned and is an overflow of that purpose. We know what we're building on. So it's time for your second question. What do we value? And here we're going to do another inventory. So take a few minutes and list what your organization values. When people interact with your team and when they come to your office, what do they experience? What does it feel like? Resist the urge to write the values that you wish were true. List the things that are currently true of your team and your organization. And try to come up with five to 10 values, kind of long list it. If you're having a hard time coming up with a list, think of it in terms of behaviors. What are some behaviors that you see in your team that are indicators of what you value? Sometimes you can reverse engineer it that way. And if you really want to get some honesty, go interview that new employee again and ask him or her what they believe you value as an organization based upon what they've experienced so far. This one is a tell-all. You might learn that they perceive that you value compliance or being a yes person because people hold back difficult information in meetings, even though you say that you value candor. Or you might learn that other staff members aren't very helpful or supportive, even though you say you value collaboration. You will get some remarkable insights from new employees who have fresh eyes. What that employee experiences early on tells you what you value and consequently how they're supposed to behave to survive in your culture. So here's the thing. You're going to have to dig for the real information every step of the way. You're going to have to ask different groups in different ways. You're going to have to convince them that you want the truth. And you're going to have to be prepared to hear the truth and receive it without reacting in a way that will continue to reinforce perhaps their fear of sharing the truth with you. So for some of you, just this process of getting honest feedback about your culture will tell you loads about your culture. And let me give you a little hint. If your team comes back and everything's glowing, like you do some different groups and you try to get some feedback about the culture and everybody acts like it's perfect, there's holding back and there's something in your culture that actually is holding them back from telling the truth and you've got to dig for it. So then with an exhaustive list of your values, now you ask yourself, what values are are you proud of? What ones are you like, yes, that is who we want to be. That is what I want to be true. And what values do you wish were different? Which ones you're like, oh, we unintentionally are valuing this thing. And I don't really want that to be true of us. And then reflect on your values and consider what you would like to keep, change, or add. This is a simple but great exercise. What do we want to keep, change, or add? And do this on a whiteboard or create a three columns on a spreadsheet but get them documented. You know, take everything you've heard of what people say you value. What do we want to keep, change, or add? What is congruent and is aligned with purpose and we want to keep it? What do we need to change because we've unintentionally been valuing something that really isn't in alignment, uh, isn't congruent with who we want to be? And then what do we want to add? What's missing from this equation? And then with a working list of aspirational values, those values that you want to be true of your team, that will enable you to live out your purpose with congruence, I want you to ask one more question. How will we behave? What's key to culture is that culture is what you do much more than what you say. You can have great team values plastered on the wall, but they'll quickly become the brunt of office jokes if that's not how your team 
actually behaves. So how will we behave in alignment with who we are and what we value? Determine those traits and those behaviors that are essential for every employee to be in alignment with the core mission, vision, and values with your purpose. Determine the behaviors that are expected of every employee and how you'll reinforce and embed these in the culture. I want you to start thinking about these things. See, values are a set of guiding principles that clarify the habits and the behaviors that are essential to accomplishing your vision and mission. So values by themselves are not super helpful if they don't clarify the habits and the behaviors that help us accomplish vision and mission. So to get clarity on your values means we need to put more time and effort into what we mean by the value. See, excellence to one team or one team member may mean something totally different to another team because everybody brings their experience or context. So we have to put more definition to it. My equation for culture is values times behavior is really culture. And a lot of times we just think, oh, we've got to define our values and that declares our culture and we're all good. No, we've got to define those values. But now we've got to say, how will we behave in congruence with those values, in congruence with our purpose? That actually helps create our culture. So here's your next exercise. I want you to create a grid with four columns. So, you know, pull out your whiteboard or your spreadsheet. And column one is your stated value. So it could be things like excellence, communication, persistence, whatever those values are that you've defined, column one, put those in column one. In column two, I want you to write the sticky statement, that memorable phrase that helps you uh, define this value. So what's that creative way to say this value? Because words like excellence or honesty or communication are so common that they don't have, they're not memorable. And this is the place where you can use some insider language. Like it can be something that just your team understands. You can use insider language. But what is meaningful to your team? That's that sticky statement, that memorable phrase that helps explain your value. In column three, I want you to write the belief that supports that value. In other words, why is this value important to us? What is the belief, the conviction behind it? And a hint, it likely has some connection to your purpose. And then in column four, I want you to write the behaviors that demonstrate this value, giving concrete examples of that value in action. What does it look like when we say we're living out our value of excellence? What does that actually look like practically? So let me give you an example of how this works out. One of the teams that I led had a value of collaborative communication. That was our phrase, or our, our value was collaborative communication. Now, this value was really important because we were uh, we had just grown to multiple locations. And so that communication across all of our teams was really, really important. So collaborative communication made sense, but it's kind of a corporate snoozer of a phrase, right? So our sticky statement was use your blinker. Now that is very much insider language. Some of you have heard me tell this story, but essentially I'm kind of known for being a pretty fast, efficient driver. And uh, but one of the things you'll discover about me is that I will always use my turn signal because when you're moving quickly, you need to communicate well what you're doing and what your plans are. And so the same was true of our team that we needed to communicate well to our team members. And so using our blinker became our internal like sticky statement, our axiom that helped us explain this value. And our belief was that good communication 
is an act of respect to our colleagues. So we really, the belief behind it was that good communication was a way of respecting our coworkers. And then the behavior that best displayed this was that we were committed to thinking on behalf of our coworkers and asking ourselves whenever we were making a decision, uh, we, we knew that we're never making a decision that only impacts us as part of a team. Somebody else is impacted by a decision, a new initiative, whatever we're working on. And so our behavior was we were going to think through these questions. Who needs to know? What do they need to know? And when do they need to know it? That we would be intentional in our collaborative communication. We would use our blinker by making sure that we're respecting our coworkers by thinking through who needs to know, what do they need to know, and when do they need to know it. Before I take action, I'm going to think through those questions, and that's going to help me be more intentional in my communication. So that's how that plays out. That's how that grid works itself out. So um, it's a super exercise to help you put more concrete specifics to your values. So I want to encourage you to really spend some time doing that. It will be a huge, huge help to your team. So your homework for this week is to answer these three questions. Who are we? Are we clear on our purpose? Second, what do we value? And third, how will we behave? Patty McCord in her book, Powerful, says this. She says, the most important thing to understand about transforming a culture, whether that of a team or a whole company, is that it isn't a matter of simply professing a set of values and operating principles. It's a matter of identifying the behaviors that you would like to see become consistent practices and then instilling the discipline of actually doing them. So over the next couple episodes, we're going to dig into that last part of her quote there, the how. How do we instill cultural values in a way that leads to the culture we want? So guys, let's make this the year you build an extraordinary team. We want to help you do that because we believe it matters so significantly. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And it is a huge help, you guys. If you rate, review, share it, um, that is a huge help because we want more people to get connected and hear about, hear some of this content because our passion is to cultivate healthy leaders, to lead thriving organizations. And so share this with other leaders who you know will benefit from it. And then I want to tell you about two more resources that you should check out. First, right now, registration is open for our next online culture group. This is a six-week live online course that walks you through the specifics of building a, an extraordinary culture. So if this is the year you're committed to doing this, you're ready to build a culture, and you would like some coaching along the way, this is a great group for you, and it's super cost-effective. So go to getforesight.com for details, or just email me, jenny at getforesight.com. I would love to help answer any questions you have. And then remember, we also have a free culture workbook. So some of the tools that I described today are actually in there. It'll walk you through the steps of defining your culture. uh, And it's a great resource to get this conversation started. So text Foresight, the number four and the word SIGHT, S-I-G-H-T, to 773-770-4377. So text Foresight, the number four, the word SIGHT, S-I-G-H-T, to 773-770-4377 for that free download. And you'll also receive our weekly leadership insights that will continue to help you on your journey as a thriving leader. So keep leading well, friends, and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.